Okay, so this is a piece from the Bnei Sashar in Sivan Maimer Hey Oisutes. You know, we're coming up on the Yom Tov of Shavuos, which is obviously the time of Matan Torah. So the Pasuk says, that by Matan Torah, all the Jewish people saw the sound of Hashem. Now, says the Bnei Sashar, we all know, when it comes to sound, you hear sound, you don't see sound. So what does it mean when the Pasuk says that the entire Jewish people saw the sound of Hashem? Therefore, Chazal tell us, and this is brought down by Rashi, that there was a miracle that took place at Matan Torah, that Kla Yisrael were able to see sound. It was a miracle. That what is normally heard was seen. So Klaiso was able to see sound. That's what Rashi brings down. Now the question is quite obvious. And that is, we all know that miracles have to have a purpose. Hashem doesn't make miracles for no reason. So what exactly is the purpose of the miracle of us seeing sound? Let's think about this. Why would Hashem do this? Every miracle that Hashem does is necessary for a salvation, necessary for a message. As we find with the, the, the Ten Makos and Kriyas Yamsuf, Amidas Hashem Yeshua. Every miracle that happened to Klal Yisrael had to be necessary and had to be for a purpose. As opposed to this miracle, why is Hashem doing this? That what was seen was heard and what was heard was seen. What's the purpose of this? What exactly is the purpose of seeing, of seeing sound? He says, Let's explain something that we've spoken about many times in the past as Bnei Yisrael. The Jewish people, the nation of Hashem. The whole purpose, our greatest strength and our purpose in life is is to deal with faith, is to work on our faith. And he says, Asher Yerusha Lonu. You see, he's going to describe this that the Avaida is to reveal the faith that is an inheritance to every Jew. And not to try to build faith based on philosophy, as he'll explain in a little bit. Now, before we get to what that means and practically what the depth of all this is, Let's explain one very interesting concept before we address what is the main crux of the Bnei Yisrael. He brings down the Hachasid HaKadosh of Yosef Yaivitz. The Mari Yaivitz was a Rav, a big tzaddik, during the Spanish Inquisition. Portugal. He was in Spain during the Spanish Inquisitions, and he noticed something amazing. That all those Jews that were philosophers, that proved God's existence, that were people that were 
so to speak, very well versed in faith, he saw Himiruis Kfoidim Bi'em Zam. They all chose the cross, and they all um, did not sacrifice themselves when they should have. But says the Mariyavitz, Va'am Vekali Hadas Venoshim, but the people that were simple folk, the simpletons, and the women who couldn't read or write Hebrew, Asher Amunosam Hirak Habola, but they had what we call as simple faith. They gave up their lives, they should be revenged. Meaning, the Mariyavitz noticed a very astounding thing, and that is that the Jews that were simple, what we would call simple Jews, that had what we call a simple faith, they had the faith that they just have, not sophisticated, just um, their mom said they're Jewish, their grandmother said they're Jewish. Those Jews gave up their lives. But the great philosophers... The great people that, you know, understood the depth and proved God's existence and all these things, they didn't. So says the Yisrael, that's in Mary Ivitz rice. That's a Matthias, that's a, that happened. So says the Yisrael, that doesn't make any sense. Right, out of the two, if you'd ask someone, who has a greater level of faith? Obviously, the person who could prove it, the person who philosophizes, the person who, who you know, who proves God's existence and all that stuff—that's faith that you could see, you could tangible. It's tangible. He's proven it. As opposed to the simple people, they have what's called faith from hearing. They have faith because they heard it from their mothers and their grandmothers. But how could it be that they're the ones who are Oymah bin and They're the ones who gave up their lives. It would seem that the person who has faith based on proving it, proving God's existence, based on all these deep intellectual things, I would think that they have a stronger level. How could it be that our grandmothers and our great-grandmothers in Europe, who maybe knew a tenth, a hundredth of what we know, then how is their faith stronger? How is it how is it possible that someone's told me, not about myself, but about himself, that he knows he may know ten times more than his father, but he's a tenth of the Jew? How could that be? If simple faith is so simple, then it doesn't make any sense. So in the underlying rights, he says like this, this is the east side. The simple faith that every Jew naturally has, where does it come from? You see, by Kabbalah Satayra, HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed himself to every Jew and said the first two commandments, which is, Anoichi Hashem Elikecha and Lo Yilacha Elihim Acher Malponai. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu revealed himself to every Jew and said those two statements, it created a natural emuna that every Jew naturally has. But this is the aside. While that faith might seem simple, in, in as much that it's not built on human intellect, it's not simple at all. Because it's coming from the infinite one himself, it's a faith that's also infinite. He explains in the underline, Let me explain what's in my heart. 
the emuna that comes from mitzar hakabola hashmias, which is the kabola that's just naturally given over. Where does it come from? Right, your great grandmother believed in Hashem, but she doesn't know anything. So how did she get it from? The answer is. That every Jew in Harsinai, and in Shavuos we're going to hear it again, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells every single Jew, I am Hashem your God. It's a reality. At that moment, what took place is HaKadosh Baruch Hu placed within every Jew a faith that comes from the infinite one itself, and therefore it's an infinite faith. Amunahahu. This faith, because it comes from the infinite God, and therefore it is not finite, it is infinite. It's an infinite one, you see, because every one of our neshamas has seen Hashem. On Har Sinai, Baruch revealed, it's like the very famous story that Rabbi Weinberger brings over, that Rabbi Weinberger says over many times, that there was once, I think he said over recently also, that in England, he always says, he's not sure whether it's a true story or not, that there was a, you know, um, some sort of contest, you know, for a prize, to to say over, like Shakespearean type things, to say it over. So, and whoever says it over better, won the prize. So the the contest was to say Psalms 23. God is my shepherd. And you had different people get up. And there was one person who did an amazing job and everyone was, you know, applauding and very impressed. And as the story goes, that at the end, there was an old Jew who, who said, I know I'm not part of the contest, but do you mind if I try? So, he said it. And they noticed that when he was done, everyone was crying. So, he didn't win the contest because he wasn't technically enrolled. But the winner of the contest went over to him and he said, I don't understand. I've studied for years. How come when I say it, people applause, give applause, and how come when you say it, people cry? So the old Jew said, because you're talking about the shepherd, but I've met the shepherd. Hashem ro'yi lo'yachsar, Hashem is my shepherd. That Harsinai HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when he revealed himself to Klal Yisrael, and he said those two statements of Anoichi and Le'yilcha, as Ritzadik says many times, Anoichi is not, a, it's a command, it's the first command of the Torah, but it's, written in the form of a reality. I am Hashem, your God. It's a reality that we all know. That faith that we all have is a natural emuna, but it comes from Ein Saif. You see, the rest of life, while it might be important to study books of emuna and proof of God and kuzari, these things are great, but they're just meant to accentuate and to reveal the faith that you already have. You see, if you have someone who's emuna is based on his own proofs, and it's finite, then what happens when that person is faced with a, a choice of live or die? See, when you're finite, then all you have is existence, all you have is survival. And therefore, when you're faced with the choice of survive or die, survival kicks in. But when someone has a muna, which we all do, but someone's a muna comes from Ein Saif, comes from the Infinite One Himself, then there's no Shaila. He would never agree to a false God, even if it means dying, because what does He care about this finite existence when He's coming from Infinite?
So it says of Bnei Yisachar, Mashen ken emun haba mitzad mechkar anoishi b'sichloi. The people that have have faith, and they might seem very sophisticated, but their faith comes from finite abilities. L'seichel anoishi yesh soif. All finite things have an end. And therefore, that amuna, which is built on the finite reality, all of a sudden, when it's faced with a choice of survive or die, survival kicks in. But understand that amuna that all these older older people had from the previous generations. They maybe didn't learn a lot and all these things, but you know what they had? They had they were tapped into that amuna, that simple faith that every Jew has, which is not so simple but coming from the infinite one itself. It's an infinite faith, and therefore it has no boundaries, and therefore it's able to overcome all obstacles, even the obstacle of existence itself. And the truth is, this is, you know, learning, I've mentioned this many times, that learning, while it's a great thing, it could serve as sort of an obstacle to this, because the more you learn, the more you build up of your own self, and then how do you prevent this from happening? So Rabbi Nachman famously used to say that you're supposed to make your Torah into a tefillah. You're supposed to combine the Torah and tefillah, right? Shavuos is all Davra Melech. Davra Melech is Ani Tefillah, but he was also the Paisek Adar. So what does it mean to turn your Torah into a tefillah? So the truth is, the truth is, when it comes to Torah into a tefillah, what it means is Torah naturally creates an ego. Not in a bad way, but that's just the basis of what Torah is. It's how much you can accomplish, how much you finished, how much you know. And the more you know, the more it creates boundaries between those that know less. Tefillah by its nature is meant to humble you. The whole essence of Tefillah is to remind you of what you don't have. And I don't have this, I don't have that, and I need to turn to Hashem who has it all. The whole nature of tefillah is humility. What Rabbi Nachman was saying is that you have to learn Torah in the form of tefillah, that's in the form of humility. When a Jew does that, then all of a sudden, all the Torah that you're learning will not be an obstacle to this simple faith, but accentuate it and make it easier to connect to it, to that infinite light. That's the type of emunah that all these simple people had. And they had, our grandparents had this, that they were able, how much Torah did they know? Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, but they were able to give up give up their jobs for Shabbos. And how many of us would do that? Depending, even despite all the knowledge that we have. Because if you're built on your Yiddishkeit, is based on your Seichel and Oishi, based on your physical pr- prowess and your, your intellect, your intellect has has an end. But the Avoidah is to realize that Amat and Torah, instilled within all of our Neshamas, a natural faith, an amuna, but not a simple amuna, an amuna that comes from the infinite one himself, and therefore it's an infinite amuna. The truth is, he uses this to explain something else amazing. I'm sure you've noticed this, that there are people that when, you know, difficult things happen in life, things that don't make sense, they'll, there's two different ways that people react. And I'm not judging the people that react negatively. I'm just trying to explain why people react positively. You'll have people that are here that'll hear about things that don't make sense, evils in the world, holocausts and all that stuff. And you'll have people that their reaction is, well, then I'm out. I'm not talking about that people who went through the Holocaust, God forbid. I'm talking about you'll have something that's really, really, you know, 
doesn't make sense. Why do good people have uh, have bad things? Why do bad things happen to good people? And all that stuff. So you'll have people that their reaction is, so I'm out. I'm done. I'm not wearing tefillin anymore. Then you have situations that where it's the exact same question and they don't have an answer, but people aren't bothered by this. And they're able to continue keeping Shabbos and learning. So how do you explain that? Why is it that that question doesn't bother people? Is it that they don't care? Maybe they have the answer? The truth is no. It says the Bnei Yisachar. Bnei Yisachar says, if your faith is coming from the infinite one itself, it's coming from a place of infinite, then in the world of infinite you could have contradictions. See, if your faith is based on human intellect only, it's what you understand, that when you get to a point when you get to an impasse where you can no longer understand this, then you have a problem. But if your faith is coming from infinite, it's coming from a place where A, contradictions can exist, and B, that questions are already answered, then it's not that you have an answer. You, you don't have an answer to these, but you're not bothered by it. Because your faith is, is greater than the questions. You know, there's a Misa... There's a Misa that uh, a Talmud of the Baal Shem Tev, I forgot the name. One of the Talmud of Baal Shem, so before he was Chassidish, he was a Litvak, and he always had certain questions of faith. There's certain things that bothered him. There's certain questions of faith that bothered him. And, okay, fine. And then he became a Talmud of the Baal Shem. So years later, after he was already the Tzaddik, the Talmud of the Baal Shem, he ran into some of his Chaveirim, some of his friends from before he was Chassidish. And they asked him, do those questions, what, whatever happened to those questions? So he said, they don't bother me anymore. So, look, they just I'm, I'm not thinking about it anymore. So they said to him, did the questions go away? So he said, no, the questions didn't go away. I went away from the questions. I mean, it's not that the questions became answered. It's that I'm tapping into an amuna that is above these questions. That's not, that's not going to define himself based on these questions. And he talks about how you could have things that don't make sense regarding Mashiach. Like, how could it be that you'll have signs of Mashiach that he doesn't come? Or you'll, how could it be that the lowest generation will bring Mashiach? And all these things don't make sense. But if your Amunah is coming from that Amunah of Shavuos, then it doesn't matter because it's coming from a higher place than the questions themselves. So we started with the Medrash. The Medrash tells us that at Har Sinai, Gedesh Baruch Hu made a miracle that we're able to see sound. What does this mean? The two faiths that we were discussing, they symbolize, they're symbolic, they're symbolized by two different senses. You see, the faith that everyone thinks is greater, which is philosophy and proof of God and Torah codes and all these things, that's what you call faith that you could see. Because like in your mind, you could see it, like it's tangible. The faith that I was referring to this entire shir, which is that simple faith that's not so simple, that every man, woman, and child, child has, that was at Harsin, I have. And those old women from different countries, and those old men, those farmers from Europe who don't know anything, they had what's called the faith of hearing. That's what's called the faith of hearing. See, hearing, it's what you heard. You, you never saw it. It's not as tangible. It's what you heard. See, in this world... What's greater? Obviously, what you can see is greater. But we all know the truth. 
that the faith that every Jew naturally has, a simple faith, is not so simple. But rather, it's incredibly profound that it's coming from the infinite one himself. Sagadish Baruch wanted to reveal at Harsinai, and he wanted Klai Yisrael to understand that yes, throughout your lifetime, what you hear is not as great as what you see. But at Harsinai, something amazing happened. Sagadish Baruch made it that you could see sound. Hashem wanted to show Klai Yisrael that that which you hear, which normally is less chashiv, and it's less profound, I want you to see it. Because right now you're going you're gonna to actually experience the truth, which is the faith that we all hear is actually what you could see. And the faith that you could see, you could only hear that. We started with the question, is what was the purpose of the miracle? The purpose of the miracle was to show Klai so what is the Iker? The Iker is that faith that you have that we all heard at Harsinai. That faith that we all experienced that one time of Anoichi Hashem Elikecha. That's the real Hamuna. And yes, right now all we could do is hear it. But at Harsena, we got to see the truth, we got to see it. We got to realize what it was, the profoundness of that amuna, And all of life is just trying to reveal what you already have. That's the Avoid of Shavuos. The Avoid of Shavuos is to Mechabal Torah, to stay up all night, to be excited, to Mechabal Torah, to experience that revelation of Anoichi Hashem Elikecha and La'yilacha, which we heard from Hashem Himself. And as I talked about Shabbos morning, the Avoid is to Davin, that all the other Aseris Hadibris, we should also hear from Hashem, that we shouldn't have any other, no Mechitzas, no Mechitzas at all, we should talk to Hashem directly. And that experience that we had at Hashem, of Anoichi La'yilacha, changes our Neshamas, that our Neshamas are now tapped into the Infinite One Himself. And we all have that infinite ability in our Avoid is just to reveal, we should reveal it, B'Shleimus, in this Man Torah, should be a Kabbalah Satara Mamish, a Chasana Mamish, between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mehebi Yomeinu, Amen.